I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. The podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, an advice podcast, because uh, why the fuck not? Anyone can do this shit. Uh, thanks for all the uh, great reviews and the, and the nice words and the calls. And uh, shout out to all the mighties. Today, I have one of my oldest friends on, and um, I'm glad to have him. And it's actually, I was thinking about it as I was um, uh, plugging in uh, this laptop to to uh, record um, and, and connect. Dwyer, Matt Dwyer is here, one of my oldest friends, and you're a perfect guest because why would anyone ask either one of us for advice? But then again, <laughs> we came this far. We made it this far. <laughs> You've known me at my messiest, my absolute messiest, and that's putting it in a very kind words. Same, same, both ends. You know, I especially now as a I don't know if it's age or dad. I look back at just uh, so many moments of my life and just be like, you were a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, thing. I mean, I'm ashamed of decades of my life. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's strong. But, well, I, you know, we all feel that but way. But accurate. I, I, I also, you know, it's like I had that thing. That I'm sure you you've had where you're like, you know, you know, you're 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 happily married. You got two great kids, and I mean, you're like, why didn't I do this earlier? You know, is this the thing that kind of messes with me sometimes? But I'm, but also I, I I believe in the butterfly effect. I believe like if we went back in time and let's just say you know what the the fantasy killed Hitler or whatever, a worse person would come. I feel like you know it would it would it, it, everything is kind of added up to where we where we both are now you know if like i would have had a good yeah if i had a kid in my 30s i was not no. mentally prepared i wasn't mentally prepared like it took a a bit of adjusting and like there was I, like a shock like there's just like a moment of, there was a moment because we didn't plan it i didn't like so it was just like you're a dad now and i'm like i don't know what this means <laughs> it's like like no one really prepares you for it like people the books and like you know people anytime i expressed fear people were like you you'll be great and it's like no i won't like you don't know that <laughs> <laughs> my dad wasn't great so don't tell me i'm gonna be great well that's 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 one thing that i always I, but that kind of fucked with me was like you know i i did not to brag but i did have a really good dad and i'm just like i always feel like people, <laughs> no, because people i know I know people that I, they had terrible dads and their dads, they're like the best dads. Cause they, it, but it's like, I think if you're a good person, you learn from the good or the bad, you know, like, yeah, you know, there used to be a guy who'd come into the, uh, we used to both, both work at rock bottom in Chicago, rock bottom brewery. And, and let's just like an Applebee's that makes its own beer, but they hired fun. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I remember I was working the upstairs bar and this, this kid would come in and he was he was he worked for his dad's company. It was like um, this massive, massive clothing company. And uh, he would just he was he was just he would like go shopping around, you know, Miracle Mile, buy all this, you know, cool shit. And uh, we just come up on the roof and have lunch and like a couple Pepsis like he didn't 
drink any alcohol. And the reason why he didn't drink, he's like, because his father was just a terrible person and a horrible drunk. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, well, that'll, that'll do it. That some, yeah. Sometimes a bad example is a good example. <laughs> I know a lot of guys who don't drink because of their dads. I mm-hmm. probably drank because of my dad. <laughs> but I, it's like... Yeah. I'm like cautious of like, I see every action I do is affecting my kid, which is probably crazy. But like, if I yeah. do something, if I f- make a mistake or something, I'm like, Oh man, how's that going to pan out? Like what, what is that? How is this going to look in an essay that she writes about me? Like I, I imagine my life just ending up a series of essays. She writes about me that are <laughs> skewer- <laughs> Well, I think it's better. I don't think you want to over-examine everything, but I think it's kind of better to err on the side of being careful than those with willfully ignorant parents that are like, oh, they don't know what's going on. It's like, they kind of do. (laughs) You make, there's like, it's like, it's it's hard, especially now with quarantine, because we're together 24 seven. And there's days where you're just like, I'm frazzled, she's frazzled. And sometimes shit pops out of your mouth. Like I said, some pop out of my mouth a couple weeks ago. And I was just like, where did that, like, I was just like, okay, you're okay. Go away from me now. Like, (laughs) just like, and that is not me at all and i adore every second with her but i was like where did that come i felt like i talked to kelly about it like repeatedly i was like i feel like what did i do and but i you know you're gonna make mistakes yeah but, but like i apologize like i immediately caught it and went and talked to her i was like hey sorry and like all that i think may goes a long way i hope sure so. of course it does but we're all I fucking stumbling down the stairs to where you know to to the end <laughs> like trying to te- teach the kids along the way it's like i mean your 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 my my our pregnancy was was planned you know yours wasn't planned but like we you know we we all went to san francisco and and took you to the town hall or city hall and you got married and then we went and partied that night and whoops and that's what <laughs> Maybe was conceived, and it was like, "Are you guys? Like, we're actually pregnant," and we're like, "And <laughs> like, oh wow, that was really fast." So I it's funny. Wish. I'd for, I'd forgotten she wasn't planned because I I just it was it's been such a natural road from here, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was the it was I think it was best that it just happened because I was I don't think I was still mature. Like I still was like because I was like we're gonna like fuck around and just travel and get drunk and be stupid like just you're my best friend to uh, drink with like and so (laughs) i think it we were talking about it but if i think it would have i was like terrified i was yeah and it's like you can't say that like you people are like you you know like you just can't say but it's like i'm terrified because there's Mm -hmm. no especially in our culture there's no there's no mourning of the past you or like this ritual of like now you're sure. a man and you're a dad and that all that bullshit you used to do is dead mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah you're yeah. just like oh i'm now i'm responsible for somebody and i barely took care of myself for decades this is gonna sound stupid but the pandemic was perfect for having a baby because you know i mean well you know you're second <laughs> wasn't it like di- didn't did, did it feel easier because you were there all the time? Yeah, well, I was heart? I was working from home a lot when I, like the first year or two, I was with maybe a lot. And I actually said to Kelly the other day, I'm like, I'm so like not grateful for the pandemic, but I'm like, this is great that I get to spend so much time with both yeah. of my daughters, which a lot of dads don't get because 
Mm-hmm. We got to go win the bacon or whatever that saying is. <laughs> you do. And you actually have to win it. You have to go bet yep, and yep, fight in alleyways. It's the, only, it's the only way for a man or a father to earn money is gamble. We both agree on that. Yeah, and bare knuckle boxing in alleys. Those are the <laughs> only ways. That's what I've been doing. Do, do, you, do you think that's going to be the new generation of, of Fox talking heads where it's like it used to be just like, now us real Americans, but it would be something at least predicated on something real where it's just like, you know, something like fast food workers don't deserve any money. They should get out of those jobs, you know, like kind of bullshit. But it's like, I see where you're going, from, where you're going. It's not, you know, the ideal and someone shouldn't want to stay in that job their whole life, but that blah, blah, blah. But then the new generation is going to be like, look, we all know men don't earn money. We win it. Gambling. <laughs> if, you, if you don't gamble and win, you're a loser. And everyone knows that. If someone's not bleeding by your hand, you did not earn that money. Bare knuckle boxing and gambling is how a man, is how a man earns, earns money for his family if he's a man. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. It looks like you reached off into the wall and took yeah, that out. I gotta get one of those. Whoa. Yeah. It, it, but it's it's is it it's super fucking windy where you are right now? Where, yeah, it's terrible. And like my I had to do nose uh, spray, otherwise I'd be sniffling like a floor worker at the board of trade. Like I, <laughs> was that a clear enough coke joke? I'm not sure. <laughs> I caught it. <laughs> but, Sal! Like it's like crazy like plants are blowing off our thing outside well they closed the um the vaccination lot at disneyland because it, because of the wind because the, really they, they, they were afraid of the tents they closed it because oh wind yeah until, until uh tomorrow so like i part of me was kind of like wait what like you know you think like like it, it'd be it'd be like uh uh like if they were closing you know, testing or something. It's like, what are, are all the scientists going to blow away? I don't understand. But then you it remember it's a giant parking lot. But we, you know, in Chicago, like it would get insanely windy. And I'm like, we didn't shut anything down, did we? No. Maybe we did. This dogs and That's small children would just blow away. <laughs> God's you will. Have to be, you had to be tough. Yeah. To Kyle, you know, Kyle's living in, uh, in, Kyle Kinane, for those listening, uh, he's in he's in uh, Beaverton right now outside of Portland, and it's just chilly and cold and shitty and rainy. And uh, he was like, he's like, I forgot how fucking depressing it is around here around this time. He's like, I'm realizing in Chicago, I I really, he's like, I definitely had seasonal depression. And, oh yeah, you know, me too. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, in in touch with myself enough to be honest about that, you know. I, there's no point in my 20s where I would describe myself as depressed, though I was. I was always hungover, so it's like it, 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 I probably didn't know what the difference was. I was like, sure, hey, same, but you know, at the same time, when you're when you're 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 snowed in and lonely, and you're like, you know, it's the weird just that I that when I think back to the times, like I can't leave this building <laughs> that I pay money to stay in. I once. Like, this is when I knew I needed to get out of Chicago. I was like, I did a two-week gig in Florida. And, like, on the as my flight descended back into, like, O'Hare, and, the like, it just, like, the gray rose, and I just felt my mood just plummet, like, as we <laughs> just, and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I always saw Chicago for me as, like, just being, like, a hamster on a wheel. 
And when I first got on it, I was like, this is really fun. I can run all over, you know, like, yay, like a toy. And then by that sixth year, I was just like, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. This is, I'm just a waiter and I do the occasional stand up show in a bar. It will lead to nothing, you know? Yeah. I felt, yeah. I think if I stayed or went back, like I would, I would either be dead or like limping around from the multiple strokes I had from my poor eating and drinking. <laughs> multiple strokes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and I, you know, I I, I loved it there, but I kind of got, I kind of got tired of the how it's just kind of a, a I don't know, like a tight grid, you know, like moving moving to L.A. and and being in in uh, more wide open spaces, you know. Yeah. Where, you can always see the sun. I don't know. It's 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 addictive. I don't. Know? Yeah, it's weird that people don't like L.A. And I'm, I'm like, it's not a city you can visit. Like you could visit in Chicago on a weekend and be like, have the fucking time of your life. Sure. And be like, this is the greatest city. Of course, I want to live here. Hmm. L.A. You can be here in a weekend. If you're in the wrong neighborhood, you're gonna have a miserable time. Sure. But it's yeah. like, and I'm like, please keep thinking L.A. sucks because I yeah. want. Because it's great. Like people who don't think LA is great don't know what they're talking about. Well, and it's just they just don't they just don't know uh, uh, where to go. I mean, it's a different thing if you're like I like urbanity. I love Manhattan. I love you know being with the, with just uh, uh, that it feels like a city no matter where I look. It's like if you yeah. want that, LA is not really the place for you. I lived in Manhattan. I don't know how. I I don't. I was just. It was constant noise. Like you don't get yeah. a, like, that's why everyone's so cranky and angry. It's like, you never have a moment of silence. You can't just sit and go, <laughs> Oh, my thoughts. Like that doesn't happen. Like my building, there was like a guy who sang op opera. There was a guy who played piano. Uh, maybe they were yeah. women. I don't know. I, didn't I, go oh, I, I, I had a friend, the older uh, guy was a year older than me named Jeff, who was like one of my best friends when we, we went, he went to my college. And then when he graduated, you know, because my college was right outside, it was about a half an hour north of of the Bronx. So you know, you can go in the in the city, no, like like that by by train. And uh, so uh, he got a job in the city as a messenger. And I was, he was like, "Oh, you should come stay with me." And I stayed, like I went with him. And, oh, we got drunk in the city, you know. And, and he, he, you're in the which we used to do, but it was like doing it with someone that lived there now. Like, oh, it's the real world, man. And he lived in a studio that was somehow smaller than a studio. And the bathroom was down the hall. It was a shared oh. bathroom. Yeah. So I remember like, and I, he, that when I stayed over, you know, we were both so drunk, we didn't care, but he was in the bed and I was on the floor. And it was, that there was just, there was a bed and there was about the, the size of a bed amount of floor. That's that's just like a story from Last Exit to, to Brooklyn. That's not yeah. living. That's just I couldn't think no. of a writer, but and it and it made. But it, that's what that's what made me my my friend Gretchen, who I grew up with, was I was over the of the summer. I'm like I have a girlfriend that is there. She's she lives in Connecticut. You know, it's my my college girlfriend, and I'm like I don't I don't know if it's gonna work out with us. I you know my feelings are are changing, and she's like, well, what if you just came to Chicago? Like, why do you want to go to New York? And I'm like, I want to act. And then she's like, there's all the acting is here. Like, <laughs> and you don't, it's going to cost you this much. And like, she helped me find an apartment and everything. That was what, that what I would say that weekend trip to be in Jeff's apartment 
was what part of what made me go, I'll never make it here. I'll never, I can't, I'll go crazy. Uh, when people, people would like be like, yeah, my apartment has rats, but you know, that's New York. I was like, you're insane. Like, I'm like, why is that like charming to you that you have disease carrying rodents running around when you're sleeping? And when you're 20, you can kind of, or you're in 20s, you can kind of, you can kind of make it through anything. But it's yeah. that, you know, I will say when I see that that hardcore, you know, 50 or 60 or older, you know, in New, in New York City, just never going to leave. I'm just like, man, you're something else. That's <laughs> just not me. <laughs> Everyone looked tired to me in New York. Like, mm -hmm. every, yeah. like a lot of people had this weird tone to their skin where it looked like a little harsher or yeah. hard or something. Like it was, and everyone just always looked tired. And it is, it's like, it's like an exhausting place. Like I'm, I don't, like Chicago and LA have these neighborhoods where they're like kind of a little bit more open. There's a lot of trees. Sure. Yeah. And like, and you can have quiet. It's like mm -hmm. not New York. Yeah. Yeah, but those places, I it's it's very funny when someone uh, the 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 sticker shock when someone goes to like Roscoe Village and they're like, "This is exactly what I'm looking for." How much is a condo? Oh my god! Because <laughs> I mean, it's all, all three of these places we're talking about. Which, whichever one, I'm sure there's someone on here that's just like Chicago's the best. Those are two places suck. It's like if you want to live someplace nice, you're going to pay through the nose. For yeah. any of those places we mentioned. I never lived in a nice neighborhood in Chicago. I had one apartment that was kind of nice in like above Delilah's, which I've still oh, yeah. was above a above a bar with bike motorcycles outside. So it wasn't that wasn't sure. very quiet. Well now, I mean it's I mean that's that area is really nice though. Now every neighborhood I lived in was a dump and now it they're mm -hmm. Wicker Park, you, I couldn't afford Wicker Park. Oh, but I, Wicker Park is where I lived when I first moved there and Jesus God. Nine, I think 1986, end of 96. And oh, fuck. I was living in Wicker Park in 96. I, that's so crazy. And yeah, and then I, 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 but we were, we were on Huron Street and, uh, you know, Bucktown, Wicker Park, whatever, same, same deal. But I remember there was a, there's a, there was a fucking like gang that would just be down the street that like me and uh, Brian McKee, who moved there together, we'd come out of our apartment walk through the snow and they would there'd be like 30 of them at the corner and they just stare at us they like they never said anything but they would all just get quiet and just mad dog us just look at us so angrily we're just like, it was like what are we doing here oh, <laughs> i i would cut through the because i lived behind the hollywood grill for a while on pierce and i'd cut oh, through yeah. the alley to get the north avenue bus and there i every time there was bullet shells and syringes but i was like 24 so i was like this is cool right right it's so edgy <laughs> Go. I'm a Jim Carroll book, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I also paid 150, which is just insane. Jeez. Yeah, I think I think my half was something like 400 or something like that. Which even th back then I was like, this is so much money. <laughs> Chicago rent has ruined me to this day. Oh yeah, 30 30 years later, I'm still like, what? Yeah, two thousand dollars? You're on. insane. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's like when I was like worrying, I could pay my rent like with one paycheck and still have money left over. Like who can say that these days? No. <laughs> Granted, no. I had to suffer, you know, gunshots. Well, I, I, the, the problem with those six years of being, you know, uh, uh, a waiter, a bartender and a drunk is that like, <laughs> like I, I, you know, I, There's I your one man show. I made, made, made... <laughs> I mean, isn't that isn't that what they call the 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 three opera guys? When they're on the tour? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, is it 
the problem is, I, you know, I'd, I'd leave every night with cash, made most of my money in cash. You know, I'll, I'm sure it's, it's, you know, you, you, you get more on your checks now because everyone pays in credit card, but like, felt like more people paid way more in cash back then. So yeah. you had all this, you had this knot in your pocket and you'd go to a bar like, oh, I have to save this much for rent and this much for utilities. And you come home and you have like a dollar. <laughs> Damn it. I, I worked at Burton Place and they paid us cash. So there was like all my whole life was just cash. And I, there was one night, I'm not, I was 21. I made $600 after tipping wow. out. Wow. I think I, I worked a, a party for mobsters and, and sex workers. Oh, nice. Like, there was a guy who, smiling Dave, who played piano, who I hated, but he would like do sing-along stuff. But he was like, yeah. you know what this is, don't you? He's like, I was like, yeah, it's a Christmas party for a flower shop. He's like, it's a front. It's all call girls and, and they're, they're Johns or whatever. Oh my and God. And it was like right as Goodfellas came out. Wow. And like literally like somebody gave me their purse. They tipped me $20 to keep the purse behind the bar. Gave me $20 when I gave it back to them. And it was like, you know, the cast of The Sopranos just tipping me 20s and where oh. I got scared because I was like, because the last the free tab came to an end and I was like, I'm not asking these guys for money. They'll kill me. <laughs> I'm not cutting these guys off. Yeah, and they were like, it was like stereotypical mobsters. It was like hilarious. Oh, sure. But I just I mean, kept thinking of like spider dance, spider. Yeah. <laughs> always, always like the thickest head of hair on an old guy. Like wait, like just this hair that would like stop a bullet, like just this wavy, full. All, all, a lot of people don't that. know that embezzlement and murder uh, prevents hair loss. It does. It does. Yeah, and a, and a lack of moral conscience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's we were we were at a bar out like near near nearish my college, you know, in, in New York, in Westchester County, and there was like a you know, this guy had sat at the bar and he had the hair. And then there was a guy, he was huge. And there was a guy bigger than him with the same hair. And this guy would drink and the guy next to him would just stand there. Like that was like, and it's that thing of just like, wait a minute. Why is, why is your friend just like to pose next to you? <laughs> you know, arms the size of tree trunks. And my friend Andre was like that, that, that Danzig uh, mother song is they started playing it again, even though it was like an older song and they that. And my he, my friend starts doing that, that like the freak out kind of like the 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 dancing day, and he bumps him. The guy's like, "Can I sit here and you're not bumping to me?" And we both we both <laughs> look at them, and I hadn't seen them before. And I'm like, "Oh, there's that moment of like we're gonna get shot because my friend's dancing like dancing." <laughs> that was my biggest fear as bar because I would get drunk bartending and I would mouth off to people, and ninety five percent of the time they had it coming. But I'm like. I waited I, every night when I would leave at two thirty. I was like, "Somebody's going to be like waiting in the parking lot for." Oh, me. the amount of times I got in a beef with somebody, and you know, over the over the six years I was there, like when I was bartending or, or whatever, and I'm like, "This guy's going to," you know, not that it happened a lot, but every time there's something like that, I'm like, "This guy's going to be waiting for me with a knife," no question. As I as I go out the front of Rock Bottom and down in the red line. To get my to get my train to the Fullerton stop, he's I'm gonna get stabbed. This guy's me around the corner, but like, no one no one drinks and has that kind of patience. You go get angry at, at, at someone else now. I'm gonna get that guy. Ugh, I'm kind of hungry though. I want a euro, but then I'm gonna get that guy. I'm gonna get that guy asleep. I I for I, for some reason I was thinking about this one night where like I usually work in the dining room at Rock Bottom and like 
this guy, uh, this, this, this server was like waiting on this table and they, they graduated from dinner to just drinks, but they were staying at their table in the dining room and they closed the dining room and they're still just like, for some reason, just swilling Cosmos. Cause that was like, you know, sex in the city thing. And this guy just kept ordering for, and the guy was like, probably like late forties. He was not a young guy. And the, and the Kelly who was waiting on them, you know, at a certain point, it's just like, they've they, they had like six of these fucking Cosmos. And she's like, I, I think um, that's it, guys. I'm going to get the check. And he's like, what? No, we want another one. Like, just beyond hammered. She's like, I'm sorry. And he goes, fuck you. <laughs> so bad. And, and she's like, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And it sucks because, you know, they paid, but they didn't tip her, of course, because you're calling her a bitch. And they walk outside. But I'll never forget that guy. I think his friends just, they all scattered or whatever. On that corner, you know, you, you could see the out of the corner of that those those windows or the wall windows. You could see on that corner of like, uh, what was that? What, 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 yeah. what was that? Illinois and was that state in Illinois? I feel it was state. It and, was. Yeah, and so he's he's just there and he's like kind of leaning against a light post and just like <laughs> this the saddest. In that moment, I'm like, I almost feel bad for that guy because I don't know how the hell he's going to get home. I don't, he doesn't know what a bus or train or cab is right now. He's so uh, fucked up. I don't know if I've ever been that. I saw a guy like that, like a Lincoln Park frat guy who just looked like the biggest douchebag in the world, like passed out against a pole. And I, I wanted to rob him so badly. I didn't, <laughs> but it was really hard. like one of the, one of the few times in my life where I thought of doing something legitimately terrible and was like oh sure well i'm like those the, guys were the bane of my existence in chicago oh yeah. oh yeah the worst i mean i i was my mind is always blown anytime i've been around like wrigley field during a game how it, the, it'll be an hour before the game's supposed to start and there's a guy in decent you know like he's not homeless he's got clean clothes on but he's sitting against a light post he's barfed in his own dick like and he's like it's he pissed himself like he's just there like there's always someone that just they overdid it so hard that it's just, like there's never not there's never not they're always like <laughs> and Chicago's filled with that. I had a friend visit Chicago for the first time and she texted me at like noon and she was like, "Does everyone day drink in Chicago?" And I was like, "Oh, I, yeah, I guess they do." Yep. <laughs> like, but you go to lunch there and people are drinking. Yes, absolutely. As it should be. As it should as it should be, and they're gambling and fighting with their fists <laughs> like man do. Okay, so do you get asked, and I, I would never ask your, your advice, but do you get, no, no, I do, I do. We, you know, for, we're, 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 we're not going, we're not going too deep, but Dwyer and I go way back and in fact, hang out when we can, because we are, our families are, are, are a pod, basically. Yeah. We don't really see anybody else. So it's been, you and, uh, and Kelly have been a, a lifesaver, but. Uh, do you get people that ask you advice? People, yeah, it's weird. I mean, like now, I feel like I'm the older guy with kids, and like sure. I, I'm not the uh, waking up with a leg full of bruises that I don't recall how I got them. Any so, which actually happened, just like a big I bruise on my right leg. I was like, I have no idea. There, there's a there's like an anagram that someone said on a reality show I was watching that was like it was something that stands for like 
uh, injury of unknown origin or something <laughs> like uh, a drunken injury of unknown, and it called it that. You know, like like how you call a driving under the influence of Dewey. Like it was like that, where it's just like, oh, you got one of those. I've had so many of those. Like just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Waking up with blood is like when you cut yourself, and you're like, how the fuck did that happen? Oh, that yeah. one. But that's you know that's how. Uh, what's his name? Died. The actor hit his head. Can't think Ooh. of his name. Uh, he's from uh, Sunset Boulevard. I'm flaking on his name. Oh, yeah, you told he me. Bo- he bopped his head and went, he was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. He's like, good yeah. luck. He's bled out. Yeah, because he, oh, God. Jesus. But uh, people have always asked me advice, which I always thought was weird because uh, there is nothing in my life that pointed to, uh, or maybe they're like, you know, see what he says, and then I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, I, I ask people on the show and I've gotten some funny, you know, and like some people are like, oh, I, I think they do because they know I'm maybe too nice and I'm going to tell them what they need to hear. You know, so it's like, you know, someone asking you if, as, and you're a bad example is that, you know. Yeah, I feel like uh, I've been through enough. Sure. I've been through a lot of shit. So I think I have perspective. It's easier to see somebody else's life, too, than your own. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Outside looking in for sure. Yeah, and I mean that's the fun thing about this about this show is like we're gonna listen to three calls, we don't know what's gonna come on here, and you know it's it's when when you hear more often than not I'm like "Mm, I know what that's like you know or you know there there are ones I'm like or or I know what I I should do in that situation if it happened to me. So the easy thing is we never have to deal with the problem. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) is that that's not a good sign anymore. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's <laughs> I white know. supremacy. <laughs> really ruined a lot of uh, childhood yeah. characters. Because wasn't there like some cartoon guy who would do that? Well, everyone said okay. It was like yeah. okay, but then they those those bastards took it. Anyway, um, let's 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 roll the first call. And uh, um, I'm not saying white power. No. Yes, I'm I'm saying okay. Hey Matt, this is Nick. Um... My, uh, yeah, sorry. I, um, I actually called into your show when you were still doing advice from a dipshit. And I'm the guy who called in and asked about, um, what I'm supposed to do with a fear of hell. And then, oh, yeah. I think it's been two years since that call. I was actually just about to listen to that episode again when I discovered that. Not doing your that show anymore, and now you're doing this one. Um, but uh, I was going to listen to it again because I'm still dealing with that. Um, hmm. From what I remember, you were talking about how it's an issue that you dealt with yourself. Um, I believe I could be mistaken. Um, but anyway, I was just wondering what was the first kind of a uh, step you took in evolving your beliefs um mine are in a state of evolving right now and i'm uh looking for answers kind of wherever they're coming from i think i'm about to get the book um love wins by rob bell um but if you have any other suggestions on how to evolve and develop beliefs uh, i'd love to hear it thanks matt Sure, man. Uh, it's funny how he's, he's, it sounds like he's kind of echoing and it sounds eerie. And I just, I just want to let you know I'm here and we're waiting for you. 
your name. <laughs> hey, what the just call cuts on? <laughs> Sorry, what are you gonna say? Oh no, I just that was pretty heavy. Yeah, I didn't Jeez. expect to. Uh, uh, I guess I, uh, yeah, I fear of hell. I, I guess I used to have. I, I was a kid because I was yeah. like it was just in, that shit was ingrained in my head, mm-hmm. and it took a long time to shake that it was tough for me too because i went to church and it was you know like a kid when you're a kid you learn of something that you're like but this is real and god made it real and you believe in all the other stuff and you but that's that's the hardest thing to wrap and that's the one you can't stop thinking about like what a terrible thing um i think uh okay to answer your question it's it's a it's a human construct first off it was something that we made up to keep each other in line I, I refer you to Patton Oswalt's Sky Cake joke. Google Sky Cake. Listen to that joke. Um, it's brilliant. Uh, and 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 also, if, if you believe in a loving God, why would a loving God say, I can't think of anything that is worth someone burning for all eternity. Uh, we could argue, you know, Hitler or a rapist or any of this stuff, but... It's, it just doesn't make any sense. Also, I think, I believe I said it in the Bible, even that there's, there's, there's no, the, 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 the place of eternal fire that the, that the firebrand evangelists are always talking about. That's where God threw, supposedly through the angels after they rebelled against him in support of Lucifer in the war in heaven. There's no mention that we go there. None. So you can just throw that right out the window. There's, there's all kind. I mean, that Bible contradicts itself all the time. So I just, you got to think of it as a construct and think about what's realistic and what, you know. I mean, it, I, I extrapolate that. I also don't think if you saw a ghost, it would be wearing the 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 clothes that they died in. You know, like what the fuck? Ghosts have your 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 outfit has spiritual essence. What if you die in your underwear and you have this big piss stain that's forever on you, and that's you in heaven walking around? It's not. Not heaven doesn't make a lot of sense. Hell doesn't make a lot of sense. I I just I think you're just energy, and you go to you energy. Energy never dies. It just changes. So your energy just goes to something else. That's my belief. But the antiquated idea of you go to hell if you do bad things. I mean, I don't know. It's just I I I think I think you spending your time being afraid of it isn't it doesn't do anything for you and I think you just have to keep your imagination in check because I did when I was a kid that's 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 what I the point I had to reach where I was like wait a minute this is bullshit this doesn't make any sense this is just something to keep me in line you know yeah plus it's like like growing up Catholic and stuff I never saw Catholicism really do much good for people it just keeps <laughs> I mean it keeps I, I was talking to Kelly about it the other day it's like there's shame and there's this guilt that's my baby crying in the background uh, but like get guilt and shame it's like it doesn't help you overcome anything and if no. anything it helps you it makes you it forces you to hide like hide your alcoholism or because yeah. I have no friends who've hit it because they're like I'm ashamed of this and it's like we're human and yeah. as well as like it doesn't make you that sort of stuff. Doesn't make you embrace your hum, 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 humanity. Yeah. Well, and, all, yeah. Oh, sorry. All, all religion. It's just you can. You, it, it, you know. Don't we get into the, the pros and cons of, of religion and stuff like that? But I, I mean, it, I. Anything, literally anything, can be used as for good or for evil. Anything, and I mean, it blew my mind after how like Martin Martin Luther not Martin Luther King Jr. for those listening, Martin Luther, who created the Protestant Reformation, who nailed, you know, uh, 
that I forget what the document was called, but it was just basically he, on the door of the church, he nailed a thing up that said, God speaks to all of us. Like you are not the only, you know, vessel, you know, which was incredible and, you know, a, a incredibly ballsy thing to do and stuff. But as much as that's awesome, after that, there'd be, there started to come, guys would come along and be like, he's right. God does speak to me. I am the Messiah. And he told me we have to kill that guy over there. Like, <laughs> come on. You know, like, <laughs> it's just, you, you, you have to use what's useful, man. So, um, just Plus, under- God gave you free will. God gave you free will. So mm-hmm. to punish you for something he gave you, I mean, <laughs> I, it, 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 it never made sense to me. And like, it's so he, true. Was, he tells you what, you know, you could choose this life or that life. And it's like, well, you gave me this option. So you can't, yeah. Yeah. why would and- you be? And and what what prison sentence would would equate eternity? Like what in in what we live to maybe 80, 90 years if we're lucky, and then we're then there's someone that's been in hell for a million years now. Yeah, still getting the hot poker up his ass. I mean, isn't he used to it by now? I think maybe he's adjusted. I, like, yeah, you get used to you get used to that. Just, did you ever? Did you ever read uh, that um, Jack Handy uh, of, of essay, My First Day in Hell? I think it was no. Jack Handy. Oh, fuck. It's so funny. Because he's like, he's like, I'm in a boat and, and there's, a, there's a man next to me and everything's on fire. And we're just drifting across this river of fire. And I say, is this hell? And he doesn't answer me. And I go, no, but is it? And he just burst into tears. I don't know. Like, he's so, he's just matter of fact the whole time. He's like... And then at one point, these demons grabbed me and pulled me into a cave. They did horrible things to me. It, it was like, even more than, ow, this hurts. It was, wow, how'd they think of that? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It, it's so dark. And he finally finds Satan, and he's just like, an, like a little nebbishy little accountant guy. He's just like, what? Why are you bothering me? What? What do you want? Like, you know, you want to leave? Yeah, I know. But listen, you know, it's it's it's, it's anyway, so... Yeah, call her, look up my first day in hell. And it, it, it's funny, and hopefully it'll make you realize that the whole concept is fucking absurd. Um, okay, hope that helps. Let's roll the second caller. Hey, Matt. Uh, hi, how's it going? This is Roger. Um, I want to call you because uh, I'm, I'm having a problem. Uh, it's kind of a weird problem. My, my brother's in the Marine Corps, and... Uh, he had this ham radio, like it's little, this little handheld, like ham radio. And for whatever reason, you know, it ended up in my possession. He doesn't have it. It's mine. Um, and I've, I've been messing around on it. You know, I know, I know, you're, I think you're supposed to have a license for these things, but, uh, I was kind of messing around on it. I like, talked to people and stuff. And then like one day this guy shows up to my door like this 60 year old guy and just completely like chewing me out. Um, I guess apparently he said he triangulated my position, uh, figured out like where I was and came in and told me, you know, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble, blah, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. The guy laughed. I haven't talked on thing, but these guys are gang stalking me. I mean, there's like three main guys. Um, and I think, I think there's more of them. Um, it's, I mean, it's so weird. It's like, you know, I show up like at, at the car wash and stuff and, and this guy's like staring at me and he kind of looks, seems like one of these people. And I don't know if I'm going crazy, 
I don't know if these guys, like, what they want from me. I can't really call the cops because I don't think that they're really breaking any laws, and I don't even know who they are or, you know, how to report them. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to know, you know, what you think, and uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, well, I think we could get Russell Crowe to option this for starters. For sure. <laughs> Jesus. That's, you know, it's funny. When I was a kid, we would screw around with the, uh, my friend's ham radio. And, you know, I was like elementary school and I would call people a dick or whatever. And they, my friend was like, no, no, man, you can't do that. And I, was, I didn't know they could like track you down. Well, I didn't know you couldn't have a ham radio. I, I mean, didn't, what, like, is... what, what do you have to do to get a license for a ham radio? I didn't know that was, I, I didn't know there was a method of transmitting sound I think that you, you have to have a certain, to have. yeah. No, like I, I had never heard that. Me neither. So I mean, I mean, his story, Roger. Your story, first off, like, I mean, I'm just gonna treat it sincerely, but I feel like Dwyer. That's like one thing on this show is like, like, people will just leave shit out. And I'm just like, I'm missing a huge because he's like, the guy came to his door, was chewing him out, so he triangulated his, his location, and he's like laughing at me. And I was like, wait, what? And then you don't hear anything more about what he said. And now he's got these three guys that are always on his tail or something. And I'm just like, are you carrying the ham radio wherever you go? Is that how they're finding your location? Or did they hack your phone? How is that? I don't know how they're finding you. It's just all, it's all yeah. speculation on my part. I, don't I mean, I had a roommate. I don't know if this relates, but my roommate in Chicago thought that Ray Davies was following her around and had people following her around really from the kinks from the kinks and Holy shit. we would be walking down the street and she'd be like see those you know be like skate punks she's like they're with ray and she ended up having uh, bipolar issues oh okay i don't know if that relates but like if because he okay, said I, I don't know I, if i'm going crazy but i mean maybe that's that's, that's something a, that is it. a big that that is a big thing with um it's a, a relatively common disorder where people start thinking they're being followed and it's just someone you know looking at you uh and 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 staring i mean I've, it's kind of like anyone who's listening who's ever been way too stoned has had that feeling where they've been like yes all and, fucking looking at me why is that also, guy staring at me and that and he's not i, I, I remember i remember being in a bar in portland uh uh, like this big McMinniman's brew pub and I'm like just sitting there with a beer and I'm going to meet a friend and I'm looking out the window and it was uh, it was like I could see I think it was a sunset or something I was just like like just just staring just look taking it in and from the glare I couldn't see this man that I was looking directly past his face <laughs> and he's like why the fuck are you staring at me and I'm like huh like I couldn't see him from the glare and I was like oh I didn't I was looking at the sun I'm sorry and he was like oh <laughs> okay but but to him i was just like staring at a sunset that hit you know like i was just i must have looked like the ultimate creep i must have stared at him like you know there he is there's that guy i did that on oh. the tr train once just tired after work and i just stared off into space and it happened to be like in the direction of a woman yeah. and she got oh. really i was like i didn't even see you like i was like i was looking through you I'm too, but it was like, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, cause I would never do that. I'm like very, it, even oh. if you see someone, you're like, oh, she's a honey. 
to mm-hmm. sound like I'm from the forties, but <laughs> like I would like try to like don't look. That's not cool. Oh, no. you don't stare. Yeah, make her feel like she's gonna get murdered or kidnapped. That's yeah, why you, you pretend uh-huh. you're blind. That's right. <laughs> I always go on the subway with a cane and glasses. <laughs> Just so you can ogle women. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, though, like I would like not play with the ham radio again. Like I would avoid the ham radio. Yeah. Maybe send that back to your uh, brother in the Marine Corps. Was it brother in the Marine Corps? That he yeah. Was? And maybe, I don't know, look to see if somebody can try just to see what. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I, first thing I would do is Google and see if that's a thing. If they can try triangulate your, your location. That's just a random, because that's, uh, maybe it gives off a certain type of transmission or something like that, but I don't know how you would, just from something you heard someone say, maybe the frequency, I don't know. It is fun to mess with guys on ham radios though i haven't done it since i was a kid but man i would laugh my ass off calling truckers oh, sure. like, all kinds of things sure. anytime yeah um, it's it's that i mean it's now now that's the internet you know that's that's trolls on twitter and, and facebook and stuff but like it everybody's had that it's like a prank call always funny you know when you're when you're a kid or an idiot you know it's like you <laughs> an anonymousness just leads to ultimate tomfoolery you just you know yell at i mean uh oh god what's his goddamn name the guy who would do the radio show who did all those voices oh phil hendry phil hendry yeah and he would just i mean for for those who don't know who are listening like this guy named phil hendry uh who's a genius he can he can do five different characters having conversation and it sounds like people in a room and he uh he would he would have he would have this this late night show and he would like do it like a regular talk show and he would interview people and it was no one else but him there and he'd say well, you want to call in and talk to these people and people would call in and they'd be someone that would just you'd want to kill and like there's a <laughs> like he had a character who was like um a white guy who didn't think uh, Michael Jackson should be arrested for child molestation if he was if he was guilty because he's black and what black people have been through and like. <laughs> He had there are black people calling in and we're like, no, man, you're out of your mind. The guy's like, no, I, I understand. And his voice is like, oh, no, I understand black culture probably more than you. And they're just like screaming at him. He's just, you know, and he, <laughs> like, so he, at one point, the guy's like, this guy was like rash. He's like, no, I'm he's like, I'm black. And there's no way I should not be arrested if I'm a pedophile. And he goes, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and Phil Hendry goes, I've seen I'm going to get you sucker several times. And like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, it's God. like it, i mean it, you know it's just it's anyway i think i think roger maybe your imagination's getting the better of you i feel like we're all pretty fucking uh subject to going off the deep end here and there with the current um everything climate literally it's- everything um but if you have suspicions you know Rather than think, oh, the cops won't do anything, call them. Doesn't hurt to uh, report it so at least someone is aware of it. I mean, I had that stalker when I uh, was managing that building and just that the cops knew and they were, they can Mm -hmm. tell you what you need to know if they come around again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And get the guy's license plate. Like, uh, you know, he's, he's obviously, he's not like coming in on a parachute. 
Mm -hmm. And also make a t-shirt that says, I got rid of the ham radio and just wear yeah. that around for a couple days. I changed um, out my ham radio for a real ham. That's the shirt I'm going for. Wait, but aren't ham radios made of ham? That's oh, that's right. That. Yeah. And the, um, the thing you speak into is pig's feet. You're talking into a pig foot. It's a hoof. <laughs> All right. Hope that helps, man. Uh, call back and let me know uh, what's 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 happening. What, yeah, what I want to know. Is. Yeah, I would love to hear the rest. Um, but best of luck. All right. Ready for our last call, Dwyer? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Ding Donger and esteemed guest. This is Ethan from Long Beach, California. My question for you is that I really want to get a dog. I grew up with dogs. I love dogs so much. I think getting one would help with like my anxiety and stuff. But I also want to make sure I'm being a responsible dog owner. Like I want to be able to make sure I can like pay for its vet bills if something happens and all this kind of stuff. And I'm in college right now, just for uh, just for context. I'm graduating in May, and I guess the answer is like, is there ever a right time to take on like a long commitment and a financial commitment like a dog, or do you just have to go for it? Anywho, have a wonderful day, and I hope you are staying safe, and I hope the world is amazingly good today. Bye. Thanks, Ethan. You take this one. You take yeah, this one. Yeah, I have two dogs, and uh, at, and you can have both of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're uh, Charlie. I got my dog Charlie thirteen years ago, almost, and wow. I, I know it sounds corny, but I called him my little monk because, like, he was this tiny little sweet creature, and I was still this uh, uh, um, out of my mind lunatic who never had any responsibility and. Like one day I flipped out and got angry at like the door not opening properly. And, <laughs> and I got so angry, Charlie like cowered and was scared. And I, so it taught me to like how to take care of somebody and to like keep my emotions in check. And which I know this sounds weird, but I think that allowed me to learn how to be in a better relate space for a relationship with a my partner and, uh, made me less selfish. It's also a great way to get out of uh, things like, Oh, I got to go home and walk my dog. It's a great way to leave parties if you're not having fun. Yeah. But, uh, and then we ended up getting Kelly and I ended up getting a, a dog and it's expensive. It can be like Charlie. No one ever told me you have to uh, get your dog's teeth cleaned. So Charlie cost me a thousand dollars getting his teeth pulled out a couple months ago. Oh man, He had 13 teeth pulled, oh. but it's like, if I would have been taking care of that, mm -hmm. it would yeah. It would, you know, I probably would have just spent that at, but like for the most part, and you know, unless they get something tr horrible, you know, it's, you don't spend that much money. Dog food, you can get a good bag of dog food at uh, Costco is pretty affordable and that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man, it, I, it, it's good. It gets you out of the house. It gets you walking. It, yeah. Uh, my dogs, when I've been upset, they've come over and like they know you're upset and they like mm -hmm. snug with you. Yeah. And um, after watching the Richard Ramirez Night Stalker documentary, I'm glad I have a dog to bark at any fucking oh, sound. Oh, God. <laughs> but I, I legitimately was like, "Oh yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't get nowhere near this place." That's funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Everything. I, I you know, when you it made me think of uh, when uh, Henry in Chicago got a got a dog, and you know, we were still wild hitting the bars and stuff you'd be like yeah i gotta go i gotta feed my dog and it was just like oh man i remember at the time being like what a bummer i could go home and feed an animal but it's like i'm sure his health 
just increased exponentially, you know, not yeah. going to that next bar or whatever, you know, or, or, or what it was, it, it does, it kind of, it's, it, 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 it limits you, but also expands you. And you know, you know it's lonely. Like mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I would talk to Charlie, like he was a person. I never like, mm -hmm. I just talked to him and it was like, I lived alone. It made me feel better. And it like, yeah. you know, he would sit there and listen and mm -hmm. I, he didn't know what I was saying. Right. Once, well, he, I, once he told me to kill the president and I knew sure. he was kidding. Okay. Well, that's good. He's a funny dog. Telepathic <laughs> <laughs> and can speak English. But like I, I, uh, you know, when I've gone to donate, you know, old old blankets to like the dog shelter, there have been times where I've gone in just to look at the dogs, and it's that thing where you're like, oh man, I want to take one home, you know. And it's people, it's an it's an overly made fun of thing of like a rescue and uh, who rescued who, and 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 oh, you feel good about yourself for saving this dog, but it's like I feel like they. The two things kind of save each other, you know. You're you you definitely have this dog that you're that you're sure rescuing, but at the same time, if like you're you're alone, you're kind of down in the dumps. You're this you're gonna have this, you know, amazing companion for all it this time. It helps with stress, and it's like you got to get out and walk three times a day, and you got to yeah. like do things with them. Like it's a good, like I used to like in Chicago. He's in Long Beach, so that when I had a dog in Chicago, I loved my dog. But when it's like thirty below outside, you're like, "Fuck, I got to walk my dog." Like screw that. Gondelman's dog Busy wakes him up at like something like three or four in the morning, like every night to walk the dog. And Josh actually like. I think he kind of digs it because he likes being out there when there's no one on the streets. Yeah. You know, you know? and he can walk around probably without a mask. There's no one on the streets, but like I, that, you know, I, my, my, my baby does that sometimes, but like, you don't, you don't care. Cause it's your baby, you know, like you're tired and grumpy and shit, but like in the end, I mean, you're, you're helping this, this dog, you don't, you didn't buy a, 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 a robot that wakes, that stands up and is like, I'm awake, talk to me. And you know, this is a, a living thing, you know, like. People, uh, people who don't have, have never had pets don't understand. I think mm -hmm. like, I, cause I, when I didn't have pets, I'd be like, you're upset about your dog. Okay, weirdo. But it's like, my right. dog gets like, like hurt his paw on a walk. And I was like, oh my God, like it's. Of course. And it's like, I, yeah. they become fam. Like I could make myself cry thinking about Charlie <laughs> dying. Cause like oh, he's yeah. th he's thirteen years old and it's like I've he's probably doesn't have much time left on this mm -hmm. planet and it's like you know when he goes I'm gonna be a mess because it's like he's sure. been my buddy yeah for, and he's you know he sleeps it's work like that is the thing is like the early part of the having a dog and getting training him a little bit and getting him to poop outside and if thankfully they didn't they don't chew they never like ate shoes or any of that stuff yeah. But like once you get through that stuff, it's you know there's bumps in the road with any relationship, but it's sure. it's great. I will always have dogs as my. And well, and like this guy uh, Ethan, like you love dogs. You really want a dog. I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's a it, it's a no brainer to get a dog. Also, because anytime I've been like on the fence about is this this is this is something I I kind of want, but I'm but I'm scared of it. It's so much better when I do it or try it, even if it fails miserably. Like, what's the worst that's gonna happen? The dog bites you all the time, and you got to give it back. You know that that's 
about it, and then there's no way that's going to happen. So, you know, I, I say do it because you're 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 young, you're you've got energy, and like even if you weren't and didn't, it'd be it'd be a good call. Better than just being safe and being like, yeah, I just don't know, I might lose money down the line. Yeah, when you know, going on a road like I always say, cross that bridge when it's a bridge. You're, you're plus, something that's not even on the horizon. Yeah. Plus, it's like if you get a dog from the Humane Society or a lot of those shelters, they yeah. often will provide like the spade and neutering. Yep. They'll come with their shots. A lot of times, you could tell they're all, sometimes they're already housebroken. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so there's a lot of, and also there's like a lot of cheaper, like at the dog park in Silver Lake, they used to once in a while, there'd be some people who you could do vaccinations and like, teeth cleaning like for or even at some independent and non-independent pet stores offer uh like services and vaccinations and cheap training so there's like yeah you can do it fairly you know unless they break a leg don't take your dog to the dog park that's a big my friend is a vet and Uh uh, because charlie got sick once and he had to spend a like a night in the hospital thank god she i have a friend who's a vet because that would have cost me she let me pay it in installments otherwise it would have killed me but she was like, don't take it. You know, that's the biggest problem. Most of the do- uh, dog she gets in the hospital is whether it be sick or like they bit or something. It's because of a dog park. Whoa. Okay. Charlie got like some kind of virus and he was just like, I took him out. He kept pooping and puking. Oh, no. And I took him, I took him outside one and he just like, he just laid down in the grass and I was like, okay, I got to get him. That's not good. <laughs> yeah. He just wouldn't do. And I was like, and thankfully, I had the resources to take care of them. Wow. Oh man. Well, okay. Hope that hope that helps, man. Ethan, get a get a fucking dog, dude. Do and uh, tag a picture of it to Bronger. I want to see. Yeah, that. man. I want to see. Me, I want to see, see this dog. So. But. Uh, but what were you just gonna say? Oh, oh! If I didn't say it, female dogs tend to be more protective, and mm-hmm. uh, and they'll piss on stuff less. Okay. Cool. My male dogs. Okay. Jack still sometimes pees in a house. <laughs> I don't know why. He so we he wears I a diaper. Mention Jack at all. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's my buddy. I like Jack. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, man. Anything you Thank want to plug? Just my podcast, Conversations with Dwyer, and it's the uh, Instagram is that page, and it's uh, these days it's a lot of independent musicians, and you know I have some biggies on there these days. Sure. Well, Steve- it kind of, it led to something big. Too. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, the, oh that's I totally forgot to plug the John Lurie this. I don't know when this comes out, but January twenty second, uh, painting with John will be on uh, HBO Max, and my podcast led to that show getting made. There you go. It was the bridge, and I'm a co-producer on it, which I'm still I'm stunned by the, the whole situation. That's awesome, well deserved. Well, cool, man. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate. Thank it. you. I loved it. That was great. That was great. And I will. I will see you soon. Yes, you will. Love you. (laughs) Well, that was fun. Those are some wicked-ass problems, which we all have. If you have one and want to talk about it, give me a call, leave a message at 323-763-0228. If you have something silly and dumb and you want advice about it, call, leave a message at 323-763-0228. Thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.